InnoFactor, Cybersecurity Studio, Markus Söderblom and Janne Nevalainen. Well, ho 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 everyone and welcome to the Cybersecurity Studio's Christmas special where we take a look at six different uh, cybersecurity events from 2022. But Markus, do you know what time is it of the year? Is it gift giving time? Yes. Yes. Santa Claus is coming to town. Excellent. What do you think, Markus? Are you on the naughty list or the good list? Well, I think I think I'd be too much on the naughty side, but uh, I hope I'll still get some presents. Yeah. But hey, regardless of Santa's list, at least we have few presents for ourselves. And uh, Maybe I can start from, uh, let's say, this. All right. Okay. Thank you, Janne. What could it be? Uh, I bought you a Medibank, Medibank bridge. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. That's always what I wanted. Yes. So Australian health insurance provider Medibank suffered cyber attack in October, October 2022. Um, and after this, uh, it was noticed that the attackers exfiltrated 9.7 million customer data. Right. Uh, including things such as uh, PIA data, medical data, uh, such as uh, dates of birth, passport numbers, phone numbers, and so on. And worst of all, they also exfiltrated health claim information. Oh no. And after the attack, uh, the attackers tried to extort Medibank uh, for the information. And uh, after Medibank uh, refused, uh, the attackers released uh, parts of information on the dark web. Uh, and which was uh, especially bad was that they uh, released uh, health claim information uh, such as uh, HIV treatments, drug addiction or alcohol, ab or alcohol abuse. So pretty nasty thing. And, the, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and the origins of attack are suspected to be in Russia. Okay. Well, so, not exactly the gift I wanted, but thanks anyway, Anna. Yes, you're welcome. All right. Hey. Here's a big one. Okay. Handle with care. Well, thank you. Because this is a big one. What could it be? Well, it, naturally, it's a Costa Rican government ransomware attack. Oh, of course, of course. Thank so, you. So if you recall, back in the April, uh, on the night of April 17th, a ransomware attack begun against nearly 30 institutions of government in Costa Rica. So uh, this was related to the pro-Russian linked group uh, known as Conti, which caused a major disruption to financial operations throughout Costa Rica and demanded 10 million US dollars for ransom. Uh, this Conti cybergroup attacked, for example, the Ministry of Finance and managed to cripple Costa Rica's import and export business. And even a national emergency was declared. And according to this source, uh, this might have been the first case ever recorded in history where a national emergency was declared because of a ransomware and cyber attack. Uh, the government had to shut down the computer systems used to declare taxes and for the control and management of imports and exports, causing losses, get a hold of this, to the productive sector on the order of 30 million US dollars per day. So every day they lost $30 million because of this so attack. So it's a kind of an expensive gift. It is pretty, it is yeah. pretty. Yeah, thanks. Always wanted one of these. But okay, moving on. You can pick and choose. Oh wow, what do you want? I'll take this one. All right. What could it be? And can you guess what it is? You, no guess, it, you guess it right. 
It's a record-breaking DDoS attack. Ah, or attacks, you may say. Sure. Because uh, DDoS attacks have been increased in year 2022. And uh, actually, if I remember, we have also talked about these record-breaking attacks mm -hmm. in earlier, earlier studios. And uh, these have actually been uh, broken many times, the records, in this year. And the increase has been in both attack volume mm -hmm. and, and attack length. And uh, uh, houses such as uh, Google, Akamai and Cloudflare has been uh, shading these different uh, DDoS attack mitigations that they have mitigated. Right. And um, it's quite hard to calculate which of the attack is the biggest, because uh, some attacks have been more long-lasting attacks, but mm -hmm. some attacks have has been more in volume right. breaking. But uh, maybe one of the attacks uh, which, we, which we can talk about is um, a cybersecurity company Imperva, who disclosed a record-breaking attack uh, earlier this year. Uh, the attack lasted for more than four hours. Wow. Resulting in over 25 billion requests. And the botnet responsible for the attack was spread across uh, 180 countries and included over 170,000 IP addresses. Right. So it was a geographically really big attack. I bet that a bunch of IoT devices were compromised and, and yes. used in this attack. Yes, I bet. And uh, DDoS attacks have been on the rise all year and I suspect that uh, the trend is going to go forward in 23. Okay. So there you go. Enjoy. Well, it's a big gift. Not exactly what I was hoping for, but thanks anyway, Anna. Yeah. Hey, let me give you another one. This is a pretty sensitive thing. So here you go, Janne. Yeah. Could you ever guess that what's inside? So it's not a Costa Rican government ransomware attack because it was the other one. So I think this is a open SSL vulnerability. Excellent. There you go. That's true. It is an open SSL vulnerabilities inside. Uh, back in not that long time ago, uh, November last month, actually, uh, open SSL published details of two high severity vulnerabilities. Uh, OpenSSL is a widely used cryptographic library by internet servers, including the majority of the HTTPS sites which are using the OpenSSL. So potential impact basically includes hundreds of cloud environments from all the major CSPs, including AVS, Google, Azure and millions of workloads. However, this was a big balahoo and initially it was thought to be more critical than it actually turned out to be. Uh, this is our buffer overflow uh, vulnerabilities and they are actually quite hard to exploit and require quite specific exploits per target. Uh, they basically uh, include both server-side and client-side. So mo both of the sites are vulnerable, uh, vulnerable in this case. And these vulnerabilities affect the OpenSSL versions from 3.0.0 all the way to 3.0.6. Um, and although OpenSSL 3.3 is the current major version, it is still significantly less prevalent than the OpenSSL 1, which is not impacted by, by this new release, by the way. Right, so there you go, Janne. What do you think is the best resolution, resolution for this, in this case? Oh boy, let me think, uh, would it be patching? I think so too. Patching okay. is the key. And hey, one to go. Excellent, it's a big one. Yes, it's a big one. Thank you. And if you... Take a look at the gift, uh, uh, you might see the word lapsus in there. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Does it ring any bell? It does, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. 
because uh, Lapsus was in news headlines for multiple high-profile breaches uh, in the earlier this year, uh, such as Microsoft, Nvidia, Okta and Samsung. Mm -hmm. And uh, which was uh, uh, what was special about this group was is that uh, they use multiple methods gaining access to target systems, uh, such as uh, recruiting, social engineering, mm -hmm. uh, uh, MFA fatigue is one that they use a lot, and bribery. So they use lots of uh, different techniques and also insider uh, right. techniques. But uh, right now the group is considered inactive after uh, UK police arrested. Uh, uh, several persons suspected to have connections to lapsus mm -hmm. and actually there was uh, multiple t teenager involved in i do this. recall this yeah yeah and uh, as of now uh, lapsus is considered to be inactive but uh, there has been rumors that uh, lapsus is uh, gaining more traction mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see pretty interesting it's a it's a big gift i see definitely yeah, yeah. i don't know have if fun. i really like it but yeah. uh, thanks have anyway fun. All right, so we have one more to go. Yes, one more. We always have to have a mobile-related well, present. Well, of course. But that's not, so, a, that's not a phone. So that's not a phone. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, get a hold of this. This is really bizarre and quite recent, actually. And something you might actually have missed. So inside of that present is an Android app signing key leakage. <laughs> Would have so, you ever guessed? So, so <laughs> are the keys, keys inside or...? Well, hear me, hear me out. So... Various Android vendors app signing keys have been leaked and been used to sign malware. Uh, this includes Android vendors such as Samsung, LG and MediaTek. And this was announced by Lukas Siewierski, a member of the Google's Android security team. So first of all, what is an Android app signing key? Well, it's a cryptographic key which is used by the publisher to sign its applications so that Android devices are able to verify that the application is legit and comes from the publisher it claims to come from. These companies somehow had their signing keys leaked to the outsiders and now you can't trust that apps that claim to be coming from these companies are actually really from them. Uh, and whoever has the signing keys can now sign malware as genuine software that be belongs to these affected companies. Uh, Samsung actually lost its Android app signing key already six years ago and it never replaced them. So uh, well, that's that's fun times it is it is really yeah so you can kind of like think this in an analog that um, kind of like when you lose your house key it's it's usually pretty common practice to replace the lock on the door i bet you would yeah. do that possibly too definitely especially if those keys had your name and address on them yeah. as in this case so the question is like uh, why would you take a risk that somebody will use those keys to open your door and make a copy of them before these keys are returned. So to mitigate this uh, uh, vulnerability is that reset your Android device to the default factory settings and this will wipe your device clean and ensure nothing suspicious is running on the background. And remember to update your apps always using the Google Play Store. Yes, thank you. That was, that was fun. You're welcome, Janne. Yes. But hey, here we go. Six cybersecurity events from 2022. That's right. And hey, if you think that we missed some big events, uh, give us a shout in the YouTube video comments and we'll get right back to it. Yes, it'll be our pleasure to uh, have a dialogue and, and hear you out that what do you think that are or the where the major breaches and, and phenomenons of in, in cybersecurity field in current year 2022. Yes. 
But hey, until then, have a safe holidays and we see you next year. Stay safe. Stay safe. InnoFactor Cybersecurity Studio Markus Söderblom and Janne Nevalainen